0: Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey everyone, Joyce here, welcoming you to today's walk and talk and apologizing in advance because I know there is no way that this guest and I are going to be able to get to all of the things that we want to talk about. But we are gonna try because our guest today is Melissa Radke, she is a best-selling author, speaker, and television personality. Her online videos have reached more than 260 million people around the world, and she leads with comedy and heart and authenticity. Melissa has a love of writing about real life, parenting, and the importance of learning our own identity. Her best selling book is Eat Cake, Be Brave, which I had the pleasure of reading several years ago. Her podcast, Ordinary People, Ordinary Things, and Her have premiered at number one and number 10 in their categories and have garnered rave reviews and lots of five-star ratings. We will link all of those in the show notes because I know you're not going to be able to get enough of Melissa. So we'll share a little bit more of what she has going on these days. But before we do that, let's get going. Melissa, welcome. Hi, Joyce. I'm so happy to be here. You said people are not
1: going to be able to get enough of me. And I got to tell you, That's not something I've ever heard before. (laughs) Normally, normally people are like, and we've had enough. So (laughs) it was really great to hear
0: that. Thank you. I will tell my mother you said so. Uh, Please do. So Melissa, share with us a little bit of your journey, how you got where you are now doing the work that you do now.
1: Well, To be perfectly honest, my journey started, uh, goodness, when I was very young. I grew up on the stage. I grew up singing. I thought I would grow up to be a singer. That was always the goal. I moved to Nashville when I was in my 20s, and David and I were first married, and thought that was where you went, right, to make your dreams come true, and um, Nashville did not really love me uh, as much as I was hoping that they would. Um, They loved my voice. But they did not love my body. They did not love my look. I did not fit into the mold of what a musician or a singer uh, should look like in Nashville. And Nashville made no bones about that. And so with a devastated dreams and a broken heart, I moved back to my hometown, my small hometown of Lufkin, Texas, in my 30s, maybe even in my 40s, actually, and moved back here with my kids, my husband, and just thought. Well, you know, I, I, I guess that's not the plan for me. And I began just on a whim, Joyce, just on a whim, putting videos, silly videos on the internet. I, I just have always <laughs> been kind of an entertainer and I don't know, I thought it was funny. And I did it, even though um, at the time, this has been about 10 years ago, only the girls that looked like Kim Kardashian were on the internet, right? You know, mm-hmm. not everybody was on their putting their putting their uh, their life online but I did and several of my videos started taking off and they really resonated with people I have one video that went viral um, overnight it had a, it has 150 million views today but then <laughs> I had crazy. another video another video go viral and another and another and I realized that people were relating to me the very thing that Nashville did not like about me, my body, my size, my weight, right? People loved because it reminded them of them. And here I am now in my forties and my career has launched my, um, I I speak all over the United States as a public speaker. I've written a book. I've been on a television show. I am using my voice. I thought I was going to be a singer, but mm. I'm still using my voice. It's just in a completely different way. And it's all because I was brave enough to just put myself out there, to to run in my lane, to do what I do best, to just make people laugh and make people think. And it's all coming to fruition. And it's just really, I don't know, it's really crazy. But sometimes people will think that I got my start because she had a video go viral. Well, you know, there's a lot of women that have a video go viral. Doesn't mean they're ready for the stage. Doesn't mean they're ready to speak into your life. But I've been preparing for this since I was a young child. I always knew I was either going to preach or teach or sing. I was going to do something to impart wisdom and encouragement into people.
0: And this is how I'm getting to do it.
1: And so it's just kind
0: of come full circle for me. So I wonder, just think that the, I was going to say the world, but I'm really going to limit it to our country and our culture. Do you think that our culture is getting better around recognizing the power and the beauty and the insight of people who don't, I I don't know how to say it, so I'm going to say it like this, look like the Kardashians, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you tapped into a moment in time where people began to recognize that human beings who look more like me have the has something important to say?
1: Let me put it to you this way. I don't actually know if I want you to use the word or if I would use the word culture, because here's why. I don't think people ever had a problem accepting me. I think it's the voices with the microphones that had a problem accepting me. So do we say that that's the culture then I don't know. I don't know Joyce. I'm I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm being honest. Because the majority of people, the landscape of people have no problem with me. They never have. I could blow up and my I could gain 200 pounds and they they would not have a problem with me. They want people they can relate to. They want people that are sincere. They want people that are authentic. It's that idiots, Joyce that have the most sway, that have the microphone, that they're the ones who have issue with what women look like, with their bodies, that they don't look like us. or they. And I just, so I want to give, all I'm simply saying is I want to give people credit, but I also want more people to have an opportunity to have a microphone because the more people that we get, in places of power and in places of New York Times bestsellers and on stages speaking that have this open, this open heart and they're accepting, the better off we'll be.
0: Does that make any sense? Absolutely. So maybe it is. And we spend so much time, I shouldn't say we, but people I speak with and in my circle spend a lot of time looking at the down and dark sides of social media. But the upside of it is, it gave a it gave a microphone to everyone, just about, and then the world got to decide in a much more uh, free way who they want to listen to. Yes, you said it best. You
1: said it best. That's how I feel. So what I have found online. You know, you hear a lot of stories about trolls and stuff like that and and how terrible they can be to people, hey, I have had my share, I have had my share. And most of them, sadly, are women. A lot of them are women that do it to other women. That I don't understand. I can't explain that. But what I say to that is, I have seen that the glass is half full far more than I've seen that the glass is half empty. I've seen God. kindness, I've seen acceptance, I've seen love, and it makes me want to keep giving back, but it also makes me go, "That gummit! I don't want these idiots with microphones who are judging and, and, you know, relegating us to have to be a size six and down, I don't want them running the world, you know, put people in power, put people into play who are more accepting,
0: because I've met them, they're out there they're out there. Sure. So, Melissa, I want to talk about something that I, I find super, super complicated. And if anybody's going to help me sort through it and navigate it, it's going to be you. You ready? Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, help us. Okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, you have recently embarked on a health journey for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I'd love you to share a little bit about what that journey what prompted it, what it felt like. And then I have the super complicated question around it. So what prompted you to start making changes in how you uh, treat your body and your
1: health? Um, I'm asked that question a lot. And, you know, I think people want there to be this moment that you, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that you got on a ride and it, you were too big for the ride and then you were like, That's it. I'm gonna make a change tomorrow. I don't re- I can't pinpoint it to one exact thing, except that I just got so sick of feeling the way I was feeling. But here's the thing, Joyce, what was so weird is I would go to the doctor and I'd have my blood work done and my doctor would say, Well, you're healthy, you know, you're healthy, all your your numbers look good, but I just wish you'd lose some weight more so you'd be so much more comfortable. And finally, I just started getting so uncomfortable, aches and pains, and my knees were hurting and my back was hurting. I just didn't want to live that way anymore. So it was just an overall sense, and I just started slowly. I did not wake up one day and be like, and was like, I'm gonna change my life today. We're talking <laughs> 10 pounds in one week. No, I just started slowly, I just started making some little changes and see, I've always told women if they will just do be one percent better today than they were yesterday, then they'll see an overall change. and then I had to just think and eat my own words because that's what I think <laughs> I was like, okay, I got I've gotta now walk what I talk, right? And so I just did that. I just got 1% better, let's just get rid of some sodas, let's drink more water, okay, now this week, let's just start moving our body a little bit, now this week, let's start getting a little more rest at night, now that, you know, I just started small, but those little things can add up until, you know, here we are 50 pounds later, and I'm still going, and I've never felt better.
0: I love that, because I do think that many people have been given this message that in order you start making changes, you need that that rock bottom moment or that that moment where everything crystallizes and changes, and it's not the truth of so many people's experiences. it's just making little changes and realizing I think two things. the first is, oh, look at this, I can do this mm-hmm. in little increment and and look at this, even these little things are making me feel better.
1: yes, yeah and and sometimes you just you just don't feel good. It's just plain and simple. It's just, you know, you're not, you're not trying to get ready for a wedding in July. You're not trying to lose weight for a beach vacation. You just are sick of
0: feeling sick.
1: And that's really what it was for me.
0: So here's the super complicated question. How do we balance our support of people who are on a journey like yours, uh, health and wellness and all the things journey, while not buying into diet culture? How do we talk about it in a supportive and healthy way that doesn't promote the incredibly toxic and damaging diet culture? Okay, give me, let me turn that back on you. Give me an
1: example of, of of what you mean.
0: Well, for instance, there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of writing out there that say you should never comment on another person's body right? It's mm-hmm. just not right. It's not right to say, oh, you look like you gained a few pounds, but it's also not super helpful to be like, wow, I I, <laughs> I was in Florida visiting my parents literally last week and my mother said three times. Now, my mother is a retired dancer and uh-huh. we were raised in hardcore diet culture, but three times mm-hmm. over the course of two and a half days, she said, you look like you lost weight. I think that's a good thing, she said. And I, I don't <laughs> think that that's super helpful, right?
1: So You're right. even
0: even the little things, right? When people see you see you and they're like, Melissa, you look great. Have you lost weight? Is that good or bad?
1: I agree with you. It is kind of complicated. It is. Yeah. And I and I, on a, I honestly think it kind of depends on the person because the truth is, mm-hmm. there's going to be a woman listening to us talk right now that that ain't gonna bother her at all. That's not gonna bother her at all. But it kind of would bother me. I kind of think it depends on the person. So I don't even know that there's a fine line that people can walk there. You just got to know your people, right? So here is one thing that I try to do. I try to always start my compliment or my, or my, first of all, I don't ever want to um, tell, I'm I'm never going to be the idiot that says, you look like you've put on a few pounds. I
0: mean, what kind of moron would do that? Okay.
1: But if I were to compliment a friend...
0: Hey, so have you met my mother? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, is your mother and my mother talking on the phone while you and I are talking on the phone? That's what I want to know. Um, but anyway, I I would always try to be as creative as I could. For instance, I, if I wanted to tell my friend that she looked like she lost weight, I would say this. Girl, as if you could get any prettier... Could you please, honestly, you you look absolutely amazing today. I don't even know that I would comment on the weight. I would just say, what are you doing differently? You look amazing. I mean, can can you stop getting prettier? You're really starting to piss me off. I mean, I would just be creative that way. Uh, That would make me feel better than than to automatically draw attention to the body. Here's the thing. Here's what I have learned on my health journey. Because when you start a health journey and you have a social media platform, women come out of the woodwork to talk about it. And what I have learned is this, I have a really tough skin. And it's funny that we mention our mothers. My mother is what gave me a tough skin. I had to have one with her. My mother had gastric bypass many, many years ago. She's lost a ton of weight and my mother is very small now and I'm not. And so my mother will invite me over to her house sometimes and then she'll hand me a piece of clothing that she's recently ordered off of QVC and she will say, Melissa, why don't you take this home and you wear it? It just swallows me. that's what she'll say. My mother has taught me how to have a tough skin and a thick skin. But what I have come to find out about women is they all come from different backgrounds and some of them, even the most beautiful, even the most fit, they are so tender. They are so, they're just like porcelain teacups when it comes to their bodies. They're really, really easily broken. And we just have to be careful there. And, I don't know, let's just don't talk about their bodies, maybe. Let's just don't do that. Maybe yeah. if they bring it up, okay, y'all, I'm getting ready for this marathon. How how am I, how am I looking? Maybe, but
0: I just think we just tread lightly there. Don't you? Uh, absolutely. But it is it is tricky because there are times when you do want to be encouraging and positive. And when somebody you know is on a health journey, and that journey includes losing weight. You do want to be encouraging. Right? You do. But it's also kind of that. You know, you can offer some positive uh encouragement and acknowledgement and that that can help people.
1: You do. Well, and hey
0: we, it's, it's tricky when
1: people And yeah, and when people tell it to me, oh my gosh, Melissa, you're looking so good. How much, you know, you look so good. I can tell you're losing weight. It does make me feel good. I think there's other women, it would make them want to dig a hole and put themselves in it. They'd be so embarrassed. But not me. (laughs) I'm so happy. Now, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like how much weight have you lost now? And then they see you two weeks later, how much weight have you lost now? And then they see you two weeks later, I can't stand that. First of all, that's a number. And I'm not basing my life on a number, nor should you, right? Um, I, I don't like that. And I think that's just ignorance, but I just say we be creative with it and we say, oh my gosh, you know, can you get any prettier? As if I thought you weren't beautiful enough. Now you've gone and lost a bunch of weight. Look at you. So I I do think we can applaud them without, uh, feeding into that, oh, that body image kind of. I don't know. It just seems unnecessary to me. But I get your point. We still want to. Hey, I'm from the South, Joyce. We're supposed to encourage people and tell them they're they look great, even if they
0: look horrible. (laughs) You know. I don't understand the whole southern thing, but you know, I I'm from New York, so we have a different way of talking. (laughs) That's all I can say. Um, I I have my little sort of question and topic on this. Uh, which also I think is tricky and complicated, which is balancing self-love and self-acceptance with a desire to change. Hmm. Like, I said, how do we do it? (laughs) Yeah. I think are those two things, and I don't believe they are, um, and I know you don't either, but I I think it's an important conversation to have, which is, are those two things mutually exclusive? And I don't think they are, but how do you how do you sort of talk about that, right? You look beautiful just how you are. I yeah. feel beautiful just how I am, but I still want to lose 50 pounds.
1: I'm going to be honest here. I don't think they're mutually exclusive either, but I can only speak for me. I don't know... That the day would have come that I got up out of my bed and I said, "I'm so sick of feeling this way, I'm so sick of my knees hurting, I'm so sick of my posture being so terrible because I've gained so much weight and my my boobs just hurt I mean are heavy and they're pulling me down. I mean, I don't think that day would have come had I not first accepted myself and loved myself. Mhm. Because I don't think I would have thought I was worth the effort. I don't think I would have thought it was possible. But because I had done so much work on the inside that when the outside was ready, I was ready to do it. But what happens is we've got women who want to go on a health journey, but they don't believe they can. They don't believe they'll succeed. They don't believe they'll be beautiful even if they lose the weight. They don't believe they're worth the trouble. They don't believe anyone will still want to date them or marry them, no matter what they look like, because they haven't done the internal work. If you want to ask me the truth, I know that society wants us to look a certain way. But I'm telling you, if you want to get there, if you want to be healthy, to the women who are listening in right now, If you want to be healthy, if you want to lose the weight, if you want to look better, if you want to move the scale, if you want your knees to not ache and your back to not hurt, you better start with the inside.
0: I just think it's the most important. And so So, that's what I did. So in that context, right, I think we could reframe the act of getting healthy and the act of losing weight as an act of self-love. And yet so many people come to that journey from a place of self-loathing. Right. Oh,
1: sure. Oh, heck yeah. And
0: Right? And that's when it doesn't seem to work. It's got to come from a place of, I deserve this. I am worthy of this. And that, I think, goes to what you're saying, which is you got to do the in- inside work first because, you know, it it ain't easy. Right. Making change not, is not whatever change you're trying to make is not easy.
1: It's not easy at all. Um, I look at my life and I think what what put me in that position? What what were some of the tips and tricks that I could give women to help them get there? And I'm gonna I'm gonna and this is what I would like to say to that. Number one, who are you surrounding yourself with? There's a, uh, you know, two two quotes that I love is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Or that Mm -hmm. I love the quote that you are the average of the five closest people that you spend time with. I started spending time around people who are bettering themselves mentally, physically, spiritually. And I'm telling you, Joyce, that rubbed off on me. So that's one thing I would tell somebody right now. Hey, you want to go on a health journey, but first you've got some internal internal evaluation to do some things to look at inside. Who are you spending your time with? Mm. What, the second thing is, what kind of words are you speaking over yourself? Um, you know, we are quick. We are quick to want to kick a toxic person out of our life, and that is wonderful, but do you realize the words that you speak to yourself can be as detrimental as having a toxic relationship in your life every day? You are that toxic to yourself, but we won't change how we talk, but we'll, ch- we'll you know, we'll, I had to get rid of that girlfriend. She was just toxic, but yet you'll still talk to yourself like you're a dog. So who are you hanging around with and how are you speaking to yourself? When we began to do these things, Joyce, they begin to change us from the inside out. And that's really what we want. And that honestly is how this began for me. I, I began to know myself better, love myself more, appreciate myself more. And then so, yeah, I was worth the trouble. I was worth the struggle. I was worth the, the effort. So, but that's, I'm going to get off that soapbox.
0: No, no, that that that's the soapbox, Melissa. Right? Like that's the soapbox is finding this in, inside self acceptance and self love, and realizing that that can propel a journey towards living in a way that feels better.
1: Right. Exactly. And I and here's the thing: I don't want people to lose a bunch of weight. Look in the mirror. They've gone down four sizes in their, in their genes, and they still hate who they see. But, Joyce, right. do you have any idea how much that happens? You know, when, and I'm just going to say this really quickly. I have had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me about the new diet drugs that are out and the diet injections and all that. Mm-hmm. And, the, yep. and um, I'm going to tell you what I tell them. I'm going to say this. First of all, thank God for miracles like that. I'm so glad for miracles like that. Hey, if you can get your hands on it, I wish I could. If you can get your hands on it and it helps you lose weight, that's wonderful. But when you've lost all the weight and you look in the mirror and you're alone in your bathroom and you take a look in the mirror, will you love her? Because if you won't, what are you doing? You're pouring your money and your time into the wrong thing. If you can't look in the mirror and fully appreciate who you see looking back, and love her, then there's no diet drug in the world that's going to change that for you, baby. There's just not. That's something you got to do on your own. They don't make prescriptions for that. You know, and, and women will say, do you think it's wrong that I'm taking it? I don't care if you take it. You do what works for you. But if you're not doing the internal work, we're going to be here two years. We're going to be right back here in two years because you will have eaten yourself back into a depression because you never loved who you were to begin with.
0: The exterior doesn't fix the interior. I think that's sort of the key takeaway around this, right? You change the exterior, but if you're not doing the inter- the inside work, mm-hmm. then what's, what's the point, honestly, right? There's also that because, and here's the thing that I think about a fair bit is other people just don't care that much about you. <laughs>
1: I just had this conversation, Joyce. I just said this to somebody the other day. It may have been my husband. And I said, here's the deal, David. They're not looking at me. And they're not right. looking at you. People are madly in love with them, with themselves. They are, they, you know, in fact, I was coaching a girl yesterday and I'm coaching her to be a public speaker. I was doing some personal one-on-one coaching with her. And I said, hey, you've got to start asking the audience more questions. You've got to get them involved. And she said, really? And I said, oh, yes, because people are in love with their own voice. They yeah. want to hear themselves talk so much. And Joyce, is true. It's absolutely true. They're not looking at you. So when a right. woman says to me, well, Melissa, you say that we got to get our insides healthy. But, girl, I'm trying to go to a college reunion. I okay. would say this. They don't care what you look like. They're not looking at you. They've spent all day getting themselves ready, honey. They don't care what you look like. So do the internal work because at the end of the night, when you go to bed and you turn the lights off on your, on your nightstand and you lay down on your pillow, it's you and you alone that you are going to have to war with, that you're going to have to be in relationship with, that you're going to have to be a best friend to, or a cheerleader to. So you better make sure you love you. And I don't want that to sound trivial and cheesy. It's the truth,
0: oh yeah, it's the truth. I don't think it sounds trivial or cheesy. I actually think it sounds terrifying. Oh,
1: it does you're right, right? I yeah
0: i yeah, I think people may look at that and say like well that's that's a bridge too far
1: right mm. i can't
0: I can't get from where I am and how I feel about myself and all the criticism I lay on myself and all the criticism I've internalized from just being a person in our culture or wherever it comes from, right? Like, how do I, how do you get from here to a place of genuine self-love and acceptance? I think that's terrifying and challenging.
1: It is, and it makes me sad to hear you say that, even though I 100% agree with you. I've just never really put that into words, but it, it breaks my heart to think that it would be easier for me to lose a hundred pounds than it would be for one woman to just love herself,
0: yeah. but maybe
1: she's gone through too much pain or trauma. Yeah. Maybe she can't forgive. Maybe she can't release her past. Maybe she has been abused, and she's like, I can't, I can't even get over the emotional scars I wear, Melissa. Yeah, I mean that really breaks my heart. But that is another whole issue. And if you want to go there, I will because I—I'll tell you what, I love women, and I'm a champion for them, no matter their size. But I want them to heal. I want them to do the internal work of healing.
0: Um. So, yeah, you're—you're you're so right. Uh, and I'm, I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to have this specific conversation. And as I suspected, we're basically out of time and there's 10 other things I want to talk to you about. But I honestly, because you've been very public with your health journey and uh, many people have sort of seen it. And I just, I, I love that you took a moment to talk about the fact that the inside work has to come first. Uh, you know, and you're not doing this work because you want to fit into a size six so that I don't even know, fill in the blanks of whatever. You know, that's not what this journey is about. And I just, gosh, we just need to tell these stories over and over and over again. Um, Melissa, if people want more of you, uh, more of the goodness you're putting out of in the world, more of the tools and tips you're offering up more of your wonderful because one of the things that we didn't really get to today and I just want to put it out there for everybody who's listening is Melissa's really funny. Yeah. She delivers so all of I know we, <laughs> we weren't, you weren't you really even funny. Get to
1: show them. You didn't even get to show them that. They think I'm some kind oh, of I serious know.
0: person. I know. <laughs> I know. I just realized that as we're wrapping up. I was like, oh, we got serious fast. To so, everyone listening, listen, to everyone listening, <laughs> I'm the hoot. Okay, Joyce just didn't get there today. (laughs) I apologize to you and everyone. So uh, Melissa, take a run through where are the best places to find you online, and we will link all of this in the show notes. But for people who are out and about and just want more of you, where are the best places to find you?
1: Well, of course, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm on Facebook at Melissa Radke. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Melissa Radke, M-S, because I didn't know that meant that you weren't married. So I'm, I am married, but it's M-S, <laughs> Miss Melissa Radke. And um, they, can, they can always find me there. I'm very active on those platforms. And so they can follow my wild, crazy Southern life. But I also have something I want to give away to your listeners today if they're interested. Can I tell them about that?
0: Please.
1: I have a free guide that I would love to give away to anyone listening today called A Better Life in Nine Questions. This is how to discover the secrets to a better life with me, Melissa Racky. It's completely free, ladies, gentlemen, just uh, download it. All you have to do is go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, backslash better life nine, which is weird, but it's a better life in nine questions, so you get it. It's bit.ly backslash betterlife9. And then you can just download those nine questions. And not only will you learn a lot about you, but you will learn a lot about me and how we can continue getting to know each other. And I really hope to help you and aid you and be a friend to you, a girlfriend to you on your steps to a better life. So thank you so much Joey, right. for letting me do that.
0: Of course. And we will, we will include that link. So people will be able to find that on the 99 walks site as well. If you didn't get that, uh, that link specifically, you will find it through us as well. Melissa, thank you so much for your time today, for your insight, for your wisdom and for putting your true self out into the world.
1: Well, I'm happy to do it anytime I can talk real and honestly and vulnerably with people, especially like someone with you, Joyce, who's fighting a good fight and doing the work. I'm very honored to do so. So thank you and Erin so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's Walk & Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week in all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.